Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant with overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello. So today I'm going to be sharing a subtle shift we can all make that has the potential to revolutionize how you work. It certainly has revolutionized how I work and how I even conceptualize my work and how I even conceive of approaching my day, my time, owning my time. And that shift is trading value for money, not time for money. So I'm going to break this down a bit, and I'm going to start out by breaking down what it looks like to when we trade time for money instead of trading value for money. So trading time for money is something that we have all been trained to do. Uh, we've been trained to think about our work as trading our time for our money. And growing up, most of us were expected to attend school between predetermined hours with very little thought about what was actually being accomplished or learned during those hours. And then we had to know enough to pass our tests, but really what mattered was that our butt was in the seat between those designated hours. And I feel like this is carried over into adult life in the form of a nine to five job. As long as our butts are in the seats and we are working, the assumption is that we are adding value. But that's not necessarily the case. So I just want us to really be aware, like a lot of us are spinning our wheels. We aren't owning our time because we just assume that our time belongs to our executives and organizations. And so we aren't actually maximizing or optimizing that time. But your time is your own, right? So I just want to make that note for you guys. Like I really want us to conceive of our time as an asset that is ours to own and no one can take that away from us. Yes, we work nine to five jobs, yes, but if you can actually increase your value add while working the same or less hours, or maybe even less, I, I love the idea of working less hours and getting more done and, and increasing your value add in less time, right? So trading time for money results in the belief that if I wanna add more value, I will need to work more hours, hustle harder, be available 24-7. And I think we've all been guilty of this belief in one way or another. So I'm just going to repeat that. <laughs> the Trading time for money results in the belief that if you want to add more value, you'll need to work more hours, hustle harder, or, or be available 24-7. And unfortunately, a lot of us have worn the hours we work as a badge of honor. We wear the 80-hour weeks as a badge of honor. We wear the 60-hour weeks as a badge of honor. We wear our burnout as a badge of honor. But the value you bring to your organization is not the same as the hours you work for your organization. So I think a lot of us have this belief that the value we bring is directly tied to the amount of hours we work. Like if our butts are in the chair again, there again. And also trading for time for money results in not owning your time. 
You don't set healthy boundaries around your time because your, your value as a worker is directly linked to the amount of time you spend working. So if you want to be like this amazing assistant, you got to be on call 24 seven and you don't, you can't own your time or set a healthy boundary for yourself. Cause that will make you a bad employee. I think a lot of us have that underlying belief. And so I think also a lot of us try to gain our worthiness by working instead of just allowing ourselves to be worthy. Like worthiness just is, I've said that before on this podcast, but a lot of us try to hustle our way to worthy it, worthiness. We don't actually own our time because we want to be told, we want to be an asset to our executive and organization, and we want to be told that we're doing a good job, and we want to be told that you know the hours we put in are worth it, that, that we're worthy in some way. We want the attagirl, we want the accolade. Instead of finding our worthiness intrinsic and inherent in us, we look outside of ourselves and we neglect to set those boundaries just so that we will please someone else, right? And so we, what ends up happening is we try to gain our worthiness by working when we probably shouldn't. We should probably leave our desks at 6 p.m. every night. And when we don't do that, we don't do that because we think that, that it'll affect our value in some way, right? Also, linking your time or trading time for money resor- results in a lack of strategic thinking, So when we're only focused on the next task, instead of looking at how that task fits into the larger picture and how you can create efficiencies for yourself, your exact, and your organization, instead of doing that, we're just kind of like, we're just looking, taking the next task at hand and we're just knocking it off our list. And we're just putting in our time because uh, the value we bring to our our organization is directly linked to the amount of time we work, to to the length of time our butt is in the seas actually working, right? Even though we, it, there's no focus on efficiency. There's no focus on how to maximize the, those hours spent working. And I think some of us have the underlying untech belief that if we're too efficient, we're going to be bored or our executive won't value us as much. Like we need to look busy instead of actually being productive, instead of actually strategically thinking about our time. So I'm just going to kind of review what trading t- uh, time for money looks like. Trading time looks like um, the belief that I, if I want to add more hours, I'm going to have to work harder, hustle, all that sort of stuff. I'm also going to have to work longer hours. Trading time for money also results in you not owning your time because those hours between eight and five are your company's time. So you don't really give a crap how productive you're being or what you're doing or, or, or anything like that. You just, you just think that you're putting in your time for a paycheck. And also, trading time for money results in a lack of strategic thinking. So that's trading time for money. Trading value for money, on the other hand, looks like not tying your value add to the hours you work. So many of us can work 8 to 10 hours and provide the same amount of value that others of us can bring to the table in 2 to 3 hours. I'll repeat that. Many of us will work 8 to 10 hours and provide the same amount of value that other people will bring to the table in two to three hours. So someone can accomplish the same amount of work or provide the same amount of value in two to three hours that others of us will take eight to 10 hours to provide. That's because the people who are working two to three hours are showing up more strategically. 
they're batching similar tasks together. They are heads down working when they've got a work session. They are taking regular breaks so that their mind can function at a level that supports their high level of output. They are being really strategic with how they think about managing everything for their executive and organization. They have systems in place. They have um, they have the larger picture while also being very detail-oriented because they're thinking so strategically about how they use their time. And I know this to be true because I'm able to essentially work two full-time jobs in the amount of time it takes most of us to only work one. Now, I'm not saying that to be cocky or arrogant. I'm saying that to point out the facts, right? Like, I run Whole Assistant. It's now become more like a full-time job for me. I'm still a full-time employee for my executive and organization. And I got to tell you what pops up into my brain every time I take on something new with Whole Assistant or my executive. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have time for this, that, or the other. And I prove myself wrong every single time. I just will figure out a way to really prioritize my time, to really think strategically about how I'm utilizing it so that all the things can get done in a week. I had to let go of of trading time for money in order to trade value for money. And I started to ask myself better questions, like how can I increase my value add in the same or fewer amount of hours? How can I streamline my entire workflow so that things flow seamlessly and so that my brain knows what to expect next? For the example, I'm going to give you the example of paying bills. I get bills a variety of different ways throughout the week. I only spend one day a week paying bills. Like that's it. I just put them all in a folder. I'm not paying bills every single day. That's just a no. (laughs) I batch them all together. So that's one example of an efficiency I've created for myself. Another example is how I manage my email inbox. I am not in my email inbox all the time, guys. I'm just not. It's just, it's a time suck and it's a time waster. So I'm in my inbox four to five times a day, responding to emails, answering emails, sending calendar invites, responding to calendar requests, all the things, right, that we all do on a daily basis. I'm just choosing to manage my time more strategically, efficiently, and effectively. Now, I know a lot of your your brains are kind of freaking out right now (laughs) because I think we've all been conceptualizing work in a different way. We've been conceptualizing work and like, I have to be Johnny on the spot and I have to be super responsive to email. My executive's going to get mad at me if I don't. And I've trained, well, that's not exactly true. We've trained people how, how we, how we will respond. So I was actually going through this a couple of years ago, um, just as I was kind of starting whole assistant and I was starting to work with my executive, been with my executive for five years now. I started whole assistant four years ago, almost four and a half. So I'd been working for my executive for about eight months before I started Whole Assistant, something like that, eight or nine months. Um, So um, when I started Whole Assistant, I'm like, oh gosh, but I've got this full-time job and I want to be attentive to what he needs and I need to be there for him. And all of that is certainly true. All of that is certainly true. But I knew that like there had to be a way that I could get that work done like six hours out of my day and then I'd have two hours to write two hours to blog, two hours to create something amazing that I could like do for you guys, right? Like a blog post or whatever. This is when I just first started out and I was just blogging a lot, right? About what we do as assistants. So I'm just pointing out that like what some people can accomplish in a longer amount of time because they're viewing their work from like trading time for money, someone else can get done in a shorter time frame because they're they're constantly considering how they can increase their value add to their executive and organization in less time, more efficient, more efficiently, 
and and with less stress and anxiety, right? So, um, so I'm just pointing this out because I do feel like this is a thing for us. A lot of us are just kind of on autopilot. We just go in, we, we log our time, and then we leave. If you want to do that, that's fine. I'm not going to say that, that there's anything wrong with that. But if you actually want to own your time, like whatever the goal is for you, if you want more time in your day throughout your day, consider the shift of like moving from a mindset that trades time for money and instead consider trading value for money. What does it mean to add value? I just want to touch on this part really fast. So trading, so so value, adding value means focusing on the end results, right? So many times we aren't thinking strategically, like I mentioned before. So create the space for yourself to show up at such a higher level um, by really not, like not playing the whack-a-mole, just being done with that. And I think also a lot of us are really stuck in the micro part of our job instead of the macro part of our job. The micro part of our job is all the details, all the things that we need to do for our executive on a daily and weekly and monthly basis, right? Instead of actually taking a step back and going, okay, so how does this fit into the larger scheme of my work? Where are the actual priorities for my executive and organization? And how can I really like fine tune what I'm doing in order to make my life work better, in order to make their lives work better, in order to make the organization work better, right? And I think another thing that we want to do, like like what it means to add value is to ask higher quality questions. So one high quality question that I would encourage us all to ask is, what are some ways in which I can work smarter and reclaim my time and effort and energy? I'm constantly asking myself this question because I not only do I work a full-time job and run a company, I've got a nearly three-year-old and an eight-month-old at home, right? And sometimes they're sick and sometimes it's a lot to manage. So I'm constantly going like, okay, what absolutely needs to get done today? What efficiencies can I create to where I can like spend time with my baby who's not feeling well and get the work done as I'm working from home and their home, which has happened a few times, especially as the weather started to turn here in Denver. And then the other high quality question I want us all to ask is how can I increase my value even more while utilizing the same or less energy, same or less energy, same or less time. That's a question that I posed before, but it's a really high quality question. And it's a question that has really landed me at increasing my value while decreasing the amount of time and energy and effort I spend working for my executive. So the two high quality questions I want us all to ask are what are some ways in which I can work smarter and reclaim my time and effort? And the second one is how can I increase my value even more while utilizing the same or less energy? Now, another thing that we're just going to have to get used to and we're going to have to get over is that this is not going to look like being all things to all people. This is not going to look like having no boundaries. In order to actually be effective at our roles, we're going to have to set those boundaries for ourselves. We can't help out with all the team events. Like if that's not part of your, your, the core part of your role, if you need to bow out of a couple of team, like whatever things, like thing, you've got things that are team oriented and somewhat optional. If you've got those things as a part of your work life, like really consider whether or not you can attend or help out with X, Y, or Z. Um, really consider what is a best, like highest value add use of your time. And also, not only does this not look like not being all things to all people and having no boundaries, 
We can also be solutions oriented for those people, for those requests, but we can also empower them to like take on take on some of the responsibility themselves. So you've got a colleague or coworker that's approaching you to do something for them, even though they aren't they aren't a part of your team or they they're a periphery person that you should not probably not be doing the thing for. You can totally be solutions oriented for them. You can guide them on how you would handle the task, but that doesn't mean you have to handle the task for them. Team player does not look like having no boundaries. Team player looks like figuring out how you fit in the team and how to best strategically use your time for your executive and for your team as a whole. So it's not saying that we aren't going to be supportive, but it's just saying that we're going to be a bit more discerning as to what what is actually necessary for us. And so often we take on other people's tasks and we own them in a way that's not helpful to us and it's, it's a way in a way that's not helpful to them. Because what it's doing is it's training them that you can be the point person on this thing that you probably shouldn't be the point person on, right? We can totally be solutions oriented for them, but we don't have to take that on ourselves. And I think also trading value for money, like it means that you're producing high quality work efficiently. It requires focus, which is why it's so important to strategically, strategically create more space in your day. It requires saying no to make room for yes. It requires closing out of email, turning off notifications, closing out of your tabs, creating a task tracking system that works for you. All those things will help you focus and create that high quality work and will help, and will help you with efficiency as well. And I think efficiency, when I mean, what I, I think another thing with efficiency is that we all need to strive for excellence, not perfection. Like if it takes you 20 minutes to write an email because you're so concerned about wording it perfectly and it should have only taken you two minutes to write the email, it's not exactly an efficient use of your time, right? So um, I think also perfection is a moving target <laughs> and striving for it will keep you stuck. And when we're stuck, we aren't able to add value at the highest level. So those are some good things to think about like when it comes to really adding value, trading value for money instead of trading time for money. I think a lot of us are kind of on autopilots with our job. We have not taken a step back from our roles in a long time to ask, where can I add value and where can't I? Because we are so overloaded that we don't want to ask those questions because we're afraid of the answers. When the reality is that the answers will also lead to decreased stress more than likely because you won't be doing all the things all the time for all the people, right? Like you really want to think strategically about how you're adding value and whether or not you're trading time for money or trading value for money. Um, I love this conversation, especially because this last month we've been focusing on annual reviews and salary increases in my membership. And so I just wanted to like put this out there as a way of conceptualizing our work and as a way of increasing the value we bring to our executives and organizations while also simultaneously like decreasing our stress, decreasing our anxiety, like really waking up when it comes to trading time for money and ask and asking ourselves like, how am I actually trading time for money here? How can I trade value for money instead of time for money? And that subtle shift has absolutely skyrocketed my career over the last four or five years working in whole assistant and thinking constantly about how I can add value to you guys has served me and how I can add value to my executive and vice versa. 
how I add value to him and how I'm strategically thinking and showing up for him adds value to you guys because then I get to produce content like this and share how I've been more strategic with my time and how I've given up that idea of trading time for money and taken on the idea of trading value for money. So that is what I have for you guys today. I hope it was helpful. I know at the beginning of this episode, it was a little cryptic, (laughs) but I kind of had to get into it to explain what I meant. Um, So I hope that you found it helpful. If you've got any questions at all, please feel free to email me at annieatholeassistant.com. Or if you'd like help trading value for money instead of trading time for money, if you'd like to create more space in your day, perhaps you want to go to yoga, perhaps you'd like to like go exercise, perhaps you want to like do a meditation practice or adopt or go dancing or like do something fun with your time um, outside of work that will require you to think about your work as trading time and trading value for money instead of trading time for money. If you'd like help with that, I'm here for you. Please feel free to email me at annie at or set up a like complimentary discovery call with me. Um, I'd be happy to like meet with you, hear what's going on give you some good feedback. I I haven't met with an assistant yet who didn't find a discovery call helpful. Um, So yeah, yeah, please let me know if that is you. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got any questions at all about this episode, maybe you're like, Annie, I didn't understand this concept or I didn't understand when you said this, I'd be happy to clarify. I know this was kind of like a brain dump episode for me. I was just thinking about this as I've been coaching the people in my membership and my clients around Um, their annual reviews and how to really conceive of them and how to conceptualize them. And I think a lot of us are kind of stuck in this trading time for money concept. Even if you're an hourly worker, I still want us all to think about trading value for money instead of time. Okay, guys, that is what I have for you today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. If you're an assistant or administrative professional, I'd like to invite you to join me inside the whole assistant membership. In this membership, we'll be unpacking and implementing the concepts I discuss on this podcast with monthly lessons and weekly group coaching. If you want to create sustainable strategies that will help you level up while remaining free from overwhelm and burnout and learn what it looks like to own your role, use your voice and stand in your power, this membership is for you. Go to wholeassistant.com slash membership to learn more and get started.